0: and gentlemen it is thursday it's june the 16th 2022 it's another technical alpha podcast glad you could join us here today uh after our interim break as mr black was was attempting to run it up in the land of tapas wine and hopefully for them less inflation over there in Spain <laughs> for uh, for 10 days! It was quite a trip. And I'm sure we get to hear a little bit about it here momentarily. But uh, if this is your first time here, thank you for joining us. Uh, Technically, here we're talking about video games, movies, TV, and everything else that we decide to talk about. Because, damn it, it's our show! We're gonna talk about whatever we feel like talking about, even if we do slot ourselves on iTunes into the video game section need <laughs> <laughs> At this point, maybe we should just be entertainment. I don't know. They Probably. tell you to be as they tell you to be as specific as possible, but there is no specificity for this podcast. But we're glad that you could join us here today. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. And before we get started, most important question of each and every week, Mister Black, how was your week?
1: S on the end of that. It was. It was good. It was fun. Was in Barcelona for uh, 10 days. Mm. Um, first time there. Uh, definitely will go back. It's mm. absolutely breathtaking. Um, mm. Didn't get to venture into the city too much, um, although where I was staying was like in a really nice area on the beach. Um, so, you know, I got some of the culture and ate a bunch of the food and um my stomach held out there which was great didn't have the hershey squirts once which was like (laughs) i was expecting the worst but um that was great um yeah uh obviously went there for poker went there with party um had a crazy crazy awesome run in the main event um came in 25th place which you know doesn't seem spectacular i guess but it's
0: that's pretty good
1: it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good uh pretty good in a field of absolute crushers some of the best players in the world um i think there was like close to 400 or so maybe 425 that played um managed the cash for about twelve thousand canadian which was great um so that was a success obviously i was a bit disappointed because uh that was pretty card dead on the the second day and then uh, got it in with Ace King and ran into Queens and I just didn't I didn't bro, get there I lost bro, a flip the n- so bro the I nine know, the nine the I nine
0: know, you know what you know what if if you lost like let's say you lost to Kings or some shit like and you're like oh, okay and it's on the river
1: that's bad enough. Yeah, but
0: it's 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 when it's when you got the nine on the fucking what is that the turn, turn or whatever yeah. that yeah. that I, shit I
1: knew I knew when I saw the nine I was like man here we go <laughs> and then boom there it was the king on the river and it just got counterfeited that's so bad he already had the straight yeah <sighs> uh, but you know it is what it is uh, yeah that was it was a lot of fun met a lot of great people had a good time um, little jet lagged um, actually feeling a little sick to be honest um, Uh-oh! oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, not like, um, I think a lot of it is just time change and being run down. Um... Yeah, yeah, of course. Don't have a runny nose or a cough or anything like that, just a bit of a headache and just feeling Mm. burnt, like, just run down. Burnt out, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just took today off, just because I just was not feeling so hot. Uh... Nice day to take off. Yeah, yeah, just been chilling, just been chilling, relaxing. Um and that was pretty much my week there i'm not sure sh- i'm not sure what else uh, went down i mean it was just a, a solid trip uh yeah bumped into jason momoa that's right the that's in the true. chat so funny story i was uh arriving at um at the hotel <clears throat> and uh, i was staying at the ritz so like you know you're going to run into <laughs> you know some people. some yeah somebody some people right yeah so uh i pull we pull up the cab pulls up and uh cab i pay the cab driver i get out and as i'm walking into the hotel i'm like looking down at my luggage kind of pulling it in towards and i hear a familiar voice and i was like what the fuck and it didn't even d- click but i just heard a voice that like i knew sounded so familiar I yeah. Up. yeah i looked up and there's jason momoa right and i'm like "Holy <laughs> shit!" I, I literally said holy shit jason momoa and uh and he's there and he's He's like kind of rushing out because like I think people are starting to realize realize he's there. It's Jason Momoa. Yeah, and um, I was like, "Fuck, where's my phone?" So I went to go grab my phone because I was gonna I was gonna say like, "Hey, yo, Jason, let's get let's get a photo or something," right? You were the one. And you were the person he was trying to get the fuck out there to get yeah, away yeah, from. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, but like, it was just like a a, a gut reaction. Like, I, I don't know. It was just like I just immediately went for my phone. But that was when I realized I left my phone in the cab oh shit so the cab is already driving on the other side of the hotel and the the bus boy or whatever the doorman uh he i was like dude my phone it's in the cab so he runs out and he whistles to the other end of the hotel where there's another doorman and tells him to wave down the taxi and as these the taxis- guys these guys got a system they got a system right so that the 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 other uh dora guy waves the taxi down the taxi stops and he looks in the back seat and there's my phone by the time i grab my phone jason's already gone and as he's coming out he's like he's like get me he's like get me in the suv he's like get me in the suv he's like (laughs) he's like like rushing out right and they put him in this blacked out suv and he, he fucks off but uh yeah jason momoa saved my phone because like if i didn't if I, if I didn't run into him, I would have noticed pretty quickly. Like, when I got up to the lobby, I would have noticed. But, like, that ta- that taxi would have been gone, gone, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Shout-outs to Jason Momoa for, um... Bless yeah, for, Jason uh, Momoa. My phone. I hadn't seen him since, and I was there for 10 days, so he might have only been there for a night or two. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That was... Incredible. Yeah, that was a good time. Amazing. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Miyagi came down. We hung out. Yes! Miyagi showed up for a couple days. Yeah, he was there, I think, for four or five days um so yeah that was a good time and uh weather was beautiful um everybody there is gorgeous man the dudes are handsome the girls are beautiful i mean there's like nobody that's overweight the ones that are overweight are tourists it's like dude it's it was actually kind of bizarre imagine what food
0: culture does to people
1: it's (laughs) it's it was actually nuts i was like what the fuck like everybody here is in shape like you know, obviously there are some people that you know don't don't fit the you yeah, know the yeah. mold, but I mean, I'm talking the vast majority of people, like handsome, uh, gorgeous, just studs and studettes everywhere. Like, just the <laughs> skin complexion is like got that, that nice tan. Uh, everybody is just like, there's a, we're on a nude beach, so like, there's just people just fucking, just don't like don't give a fuck, just doing their own thing, and it was just like, man, it was just a different way of life. Um yeah, it was yeah, cool. I mean, the culture there is like the the night starts at like 2 a.m. So like bre- there, it's hard to find breakfast. Like I found at one breakfast place close by, but like most of the time restaurants and stuff don't even open to like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And uh you can find the odd spot, but um then at night it's like the clubs, all the restaurants and stuff. They just turn into clubs and then it starts like 2 a.m. and then people go till 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. It's and it's it's wild. There's more people out at 5 a.m. than there is at 4 p.m. It's people getting turned up
0: fucking 4 o'clock in the morning, bro. Bro, I'm telling (laughs) you, it was different. It was different. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like a good time. It was a good time. Sounds like a good time. Um, well, I, I wasn't in Spain. I was just in my house, uh, painting, uh, and, uh, and, and, and doing more stuff there. Um, so yeah, there's no, it's, we're just trying to get the house done, Jeff. At this point, I feel like I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. We're just, the dad's over there busting his ass every single day.
1: Everything, everything
0: is trying to come together.
1: I would have just hired somebody and, and would have (laughs) been, I don't know. Bro, there is no, there is
0: literally... I can't no, bother.
1: There, there is literally no money to be hiring
0: people to do this shit. That money doesn't exist. The money doesn't exist for like the renovations we've pretty much already done to this point, doing the, the labor ourselves. Let alone hiring somebody to come in and giving them twelve hundred dollars to paint eight hundred square feet of fucking room. It just that that, that money doesn't exist. It just doesn't right. exist. Uh, and even worse, and even worse now because when we signed this uh this lease or or lease sorry when we signed when we signed this mortgage originally um all of my all of all of my decision making on whether or not we went variable or fixed was based on coming out of the pandemic and all the inflationary markers that come with coming out of the pandemic which were there were no inflationary markers coming out of the pandemic because we were coming out of a pandemic so i mean we went from 1.75 down to 0.25 very quickly in 2020 to make up for the fact that nobody was spending any money and we were just coming out now like it was only just starting to happen now there's no inflationary markers in the standard sense so i knew when we signed in my head i went all right we've got like a year maybe 18 months before the banks actually start to before the bank of canada decides to start actually increasing Crazy. the overnight rate." Easy. So like all right, I'll do it for, a, you know, we'll do it for a year and then we'll lock the remainder of the, of the term up so that we can put more money down now and knock the interest out up front on the loan. Great. Amazing. Nope. Chuck Testa. Cause Mr. Vladimir fucking Putin decided right at the tail end, literally like two weeks after we signed that fucking stupid lease to invade Ukraine. And fuck the entire population of the world's oil supply and wheat supply. And so now there's only like four fucking things that are inflationary markers. Unfortunately, those four things are what everyone's freaking out about. And so it's forcing, like, a semi-false fucking recessionary period that now all of the major banks are trying to adjust for. And how are they doing it? By turning the knob faster than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. We're not talking 0.25 once a quarter. We're not talking 0.5. The Americans just went for a 0.75 yesterday with another 0.75 in, like, the next three to four weeks. Shit's going fucking bonkers. Yep. And so, and so now... (laughs) i i have to i'm (laughs) looking at this
1: going that monthly payment going whoa
0: (laughs) well honestly no it's not bad because like for right now on our variable like yes it's gone up but we were we were so low when we signed that it's it like we've got we've got prime minus 1.3 so like right now we're we're at 2.4 it's 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 still historically fucking
1: next year though when you when you go when you go to So here's the gamble
0: is, does the Bank of Canada go north of 3% overnight rate in the next calendar year or two? That's the gamble because that's the threshold where our current variable rate or our current locked in fixed, if we do it today, equals our variable rate in the future. And so that's the gamble. And so you do as much reading as you can. Here's the problem. When you got a a pandemic that's unprecedented and a fucking egotistical maniac invading Ukraine, you have no clue what the shit the next calendar year is going to look like. If this was a normal inflationary period and normal recessionary period, you can more or less, within a reasonable amount, if you look historically at charts, see what you're looking at getting. You know, does the bank rate, not the overnight rate, but the bank rate hit 6%, 7%, maybe for a year, and then it eventually claws its way back, but now, fuck me, dude, I, I could spend the next week or two crunching every number i i am i know what i'm personally capable of and looking at every piece of news to try and project what the fuck is going to happen and none of that could actually happen much like when we signed this in the first place and then putin invaded a fucking country so now i can't fucking tell we either sign now and we go from 2.4 to 479 which is a 600 a month change in our in our payment just Uh, flat out six hundred dollars right off the rip which, if you do some quick, quick, dirty maths over the five-year period, is roughly thirty-two to thirty-five thousand dollars change, and most of that is just straight interest. None it, of that's principal.
1: Get absolutely bent over,
0: bite the pillow. Zero zero percent of that, and just is, ease your way Is in. interest. So the so the so I have to now decide: do we do we do we stay variable, and do we pretend that we're in fixed and pay the same amount of money as we would be? To beat the interest down, Mm. to then get to the point where the variable does go up, and now we're paying more interest than we were, but the offset is, in that calendar year, we have set in the 15- to 20-year period Mm. more interest off than if we had gone fixed today and done five years, or are we looking at a 1980s situation where the world literally fucking collapses in on itself— and the and the Bank of Canada and the and the national bank in the US say, hey, we have to force a recession to stop inflation. How do we do that? Oh, well, fuck me. Twenty percent rate. interest rates for like two years. Get fucked. And so the fucking insane gamble. So you're either thirty five grand, get fucked, or you pretend it's all the same, you offset the same 35 grand with the chance of that of the of like a year from now the interest is worth less on our loan than it would be now, and figure that out. I don't know. But all I do know is fuck Vladimir Putin. He can suck my average white penis twice daily <laughs> for fucking this all up. Uh and then and like and this is the most first world problem shit, because I'm not the one in the Ukraine, so fuck him for that first and foremost. But holy fucking hell, dude. What are the odds? For God's sake, why did he have to choose literally two, three weeks after I signed this thing to fuck the entire chain up for the entire known world? It's it's fucking crazy. But you know who else is at fault for this, honestly? There's like three different people, three different groups of people involved that are at fault for this. The first group or the national banks for being fucking stupid enough to leave that at .25 for as long as they did before they started raising it to 1.75 in the mid-2010s. We had, we had like, rock-bottom fucking interest for way too long. Way, we had free money. Way too long. It was free. Way too long. Free money. And it went to 1.75, which is still free money. Free. And then the pandemic hit, and they went, oh, shit, we need more free money. And so they tanked it to 2.5 again even when there wasn't that much of an issue to begin with. Like, it wasn't enormous. I think you'll remember that even even with the pandemic, everyone was posting record profits. Like, the S&P 500 was like, oh, no, everything's dying. And then you looked at the chart and you went, wait, guys, the, the chart's still going up. What are you talking about? Everything's dying. So they didn't really need that to happen. But you know what they did? They took advantage of it to make even more fucking money. And so we've got a problem with that. Then, when it's rock bottom like that, If you look at the percentage in North America of houses being purchased by actual people versus houses being purchased by conglomerate corporations for investment purposes, it's a hideous percentage swing. It's like 40 plus percent. It's fucking off the rails. So you had an enormous transfer of wealth of people who are already wealthy buying up, and I'm not talking individuals, but corporations. There's a a company in the States I can't remember the name of off the top of my head that was particularly bad about this, but they bought everything and it ran everything through the roof before we even had inflation now we get inflation plus insane fucking housing prices that everyone is trying to get in because they're, everyone's looking at it going if we don't get in now we're super fucked and then this happens on top of it so we get this insane domino effect where there was an enormous transfer of wealth that didn't need to happen anyway and now anyone that was already barely getting in is power fucked. There is a really good shot that we're about to experience 2008 all over again. And for not the same reason. 2008 was like a legitimate inflationary fuck up with with a housing market getting propped up by terrible loans. This time... The, like, how are you supposed to complain about people taking shit out for loans when the loans were, when the percentage was as low as it was for as long as it was? That's just people getting into the market. That's not people taking advantage. And when it's like seven years of low interest, of course you're going to have the everyday person getting a loan at 0.25% on the overnight rate. It's just naturally going to fucking happen. And now they're getting fucked. But we've already, we haven't, dude, this is history repeating itself in barely 10 years after it happened. This isn't like some World War II and, oh, we're two or three generations apart and we forgot what war is like and now we're going to repeat, you know, history all over again. This shit happened last Tuesday. And they're fucking this again. All
1: the the, the pandemic just threw everything into a fucking shitstorm. And they just, the government just printed money like it was fucking...
0: But they just, were already printing money. Yeah,
1: but they printed it on a whole <laughs> another level, man. When you're giving out checks to every fucking citizen there is, and those people oh, are just buying Lord. up fucking shit they don't need, um, man, it's a uh, it's a perfect just storm. Insane. Yeah, I, I know my so, stock portfolio right now is screaming. It's going. So, so M and I are trying
0: to figure out how we're going to navigate this situation right now. I'm I'm still crunching fucking numbers. I've got I've got five days because I got. I've got my paperwork to sign to switch and it's good for 5 days. I mean to put it in perspective, yesterday, if I was smart yesterday, I would have had this thought, but I didn't think they'd change in the exact fucking day that I messaged them in the first place. Yesterday I sent in and I said, "We're considering it. What are what is the lowest rate that we can get?" 449. This morning or Fix? since fixed last night, what? it went up to 479 in 16 hours so what do you what is the average person supposed to do the bank rate in canada didn't even change but td everyone do change every one of the banks because they all move together they never move independently of one another
1: they all move together so well they don't actually have to
0: but uh, but like
1: well they they pretty much have to because if not then the other you know it's it's kind of like uh if one if one is and depending and you can get a little bit cheaper if you've mine's got a relationship cheaper than TD got, for example yeah like exactly. like mine mine is cheaper you can push, <laughs> yeah it depends on your credit score your 02 percent
0: on a if is what you can expect yeah, but in general they all move at the same time
1: yeah I saw I saw this I saw this coming and that's why I um I refinanced uh, one of my triplexes there a couple months ago and mm. I I just I just locked in a rate and they can hold that rate for a period of time. So I I got everything done early, and so I ended up getting at like 2.49% fixed for Mm. five years. I just, you know, I was like, man, this shit's going to go up. I didn't think it was going to go up this fast. Well, that was my thought.
0: On my bingo card of things that could happen in the calendar year or even in six months putin invading ukraine fucking the entire world economy up as it has enforcing false because this is not again it's not traditional inflationary markers there's like two of them it's gas and food and the food is going up because the gas has gone up and everything in this country and in the u.s is pretty much shipped exclusively by truck because we were stupid and moved away from stuff like trains and so now every time gas goes up and there's no government plan, for example, to ease tax on gas for trucks that deliver goods and uh, goods to places. Everything else goes up, and then everyone sees they think, "Oh, it's a recession," even though technically speaking, it's not. But it forces like it's like a false well, flag we're about to be that in a goes we're up. Literally about but to be now, in a recession. But now, but now, straight up, yeah. now it's now it's now it's going to happen because they have to because the because the, everyone has forced. Anyway, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. So yeah, I don't a t- know. That's
1: a, that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot to be in. Um, yeah, it's and fucking I, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, personally, I think rates are going to continue to go up. Oh, they're going uh, to go a, a yeah. lot, not a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think we're probably going to see six percent, six and a half percent in the next eighteen months. Um, it won't be. Is... It won't be eighteen months.
0: I'm telling you right now, fixed mortgages in Canada. Will be at six percent before the end of the year. One hundred percent, dude. We're going up half a percent overnight rate in July. They moved it. They moved it up without any overnight rate last night. Just on the back of what they saw out of the the U.S.
1: Now, holy fuck,
0: dude! It's going to get really, really, really bad. Really bad. Like, I'm not, I'm talking, I'm, I'm when I say we're, we're looking at 2008 all over again, I'm not fucking joking. We're going from 0.25% people having locked in, the lowest rate in history for an extended period of time, where an enormous amount of people got in on it because, again, it happened over such a long period of time. This isn't like a one year period where a bunch of people took advantage of it. It's going for so long that people are just going to naturally be up in the system because it's been 0.25 for so long.
1: And now, in a one year period, we're going to ten X? This is what I've been Twelve X? This is what I was saying. I, I i made a video like last year and I was talking about um I know this is supposed to be a gaming podcast, but whatever. Um <laughs> Like I said at the beginning. It's, yeah, it's really our show! I find this far more interesting anyway. <laughs> um yeah, I was pretty much saying, like, you know, the housing market's going crazy because money is so cheap. And the ones that are going to suffer are the ones that are buying a house for, say, half a million bucks. And normally, they could afford a house that is 300k. But because the interest rates are so low, um, you know their buying power goes up significantly. Now that's great and all. You can get into a house, and you're going to make that spread because the housing market is going up. But the problem is, is when that term is over, yeah, if you can't if you can't support an extra to three to five six hundred dollars a month in a mortgage payment, you're in trouble. You're, you're in fucking your house. trouble. Yes, you're you're in trouble. Fortunately, the banks uh, towards like the last six months, maybe even closer to a year, more so six months. They knew these rates were coming, like it was inevitable, and so they were approving people on those loans, but they were stress testing them for a higher percentage. You know, stress testing them for yeah. four and a half, five percent. Which is something we did back because of two thousand and eight. They started, correct, doing correct. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, I've got a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to buy a uh, multi-unit now, and I'm just gonna wait it out because I think. There's going to be a bunch of spa- stuff that's going to come out on the market for sale, um, because of interest rates alone. People are just going to be like, "I got to get rid of this." I, I overextended. Dude, by the end of this year, I'm 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 comfortable in saying
0: that close to thirty percent of the homes in Canada are going to foreclose.
1: Jeez, that's yeah, I don't know about that much.
0: No, I I'm telling you, right, I'm, I'm I'm dude. Dude, look at look at the <laughs> chart of how long we had interest sub two percent
1: overnight rate it's over yeah, a decade. Well, the, the thing the thing is is the 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 reason why I don't think that'll happen is because the value of the homes have gone up so much so what a lot of those people will do is they'll refinance their house and they'll pull a bunch of equity out so that way they can afford to create those payments and then they'll they'll have a buffer so you know if they bought a house five ten years ago you know they've they've doubled ten years ago their house has doubled in in uh in value just straight up twice as much so what what they'll likely do is they'll likely refinance the house they'll probably pull out 50k 100k or whatever if they didn't want to sell you know um also now people are starting you're seeing a lot more houses go up for sale because um they're realizing the market has topped right yeah if they would have sold last year they were maximum profit now they're still getting profit it's not like the price of houses here are tanking. It's it's not tanking, but the they're they're it's taking longer to sell. And the reason why it's taking longer to sell is because people aren't qualifying for those mortgage rates like they were yeah, six course. months or a year or two years ago, because the difference between well, two and a it, half percent and yeah. fucking five percent is massive on well, a.
0: And for people that were buying like for example in this area the majority of purchases were investment properties there there were almost I know of one that sold around me that was a family everyone else was an investment property so and the investment properties as you would know work when you can get everyone wants a great spread and when you're getting basically free money and the rentals that you 're getting out of it are covering like mortgage plus and oh, not yeah. even just like whatever it's everyone wants it so everyone 's buying fucking everything up in cash as fr- fast as humanly possible <laughs> and that 's not happening any more so you've got houses that have already gone down i think some 12 14 percent here in the not uh, not that long last couple months uh and that's going to continue to go down uh for sure uh and houses are sitting around now for longer they're not just sold in 72 hours uh and so yeah i but but just in my head the number of people that in the last let's say, two or three years that have any kind of equity, yeah, they can refinance, and I'm sure many of them will, I'm pretty certain that 20, close to 30%, are going to be pretty much forced out of the market uh, by the end of the year, if not early next year, because I actually think that there's a good shot that if, because again, if this was normal inflationary shit, then the moves that the government, of uh, the bank, I should say, is making, the National Bank is making right now, would curtail that Inflation in you know a six to twelve month period, doing what they're doing right now, aggressively moving the overnight rate. And when I say aggressively, in our lifetime, it's never been moved this aggressively, this quickly. This is this is easily uh, it's been the like fastest, twenty years, yeah. It's been like easily the so. fastest. So the 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 only thing now is will that can that outpace what's happened because of the of of what's happening between the Russia and Ukraine on top of the pandemic? Because this majority of this is actually just the Russia Ukraine. Thing and not so much uh, the 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 market being super red hot. Housing is super red hot, but in general, people haven't been able to go out and spend a shitload of money because there's just not a shitload of money floating around uh for the average person there's a shitload of money if you can if you can afford to leverage yourself on the low interest rates but that's not that's not been the case because in a pandemic the average person isn't swimming in money during during the you know during the pandemic they're not well
1: yeah i mean yeah yes and no i mean people had a lot of money during the pandemic like there's a lot of money being thrown around the a lot of checks being thrown around a lot of people getting a lot of money that they normally didn't have i mean there's tons of people that just don't even want to go back to work because they're making so much more money not working, uh, than what they were. I think the and, and people were spending. That's why the stock market was going fucking fire hot red, is because people the GDP was just like people were just buying shit. And now that the government is cut off for the most part, there's no there's no more funneling money out to people and jobs are coming back and you know, reality starting to sink in and the dollar has gone to shit and fucking so much shit has been printed. And then of course you've got a war, the housing market has gone nuts. And now the interest rates are going crazy over the people, reality sinking in. I mean, there was going to come a time where it was like, dude, this all, all, all of this, like there was a lot of bad happening, but there was like kind of a lot of good happening as well. And, uh, now it's just like all bad all the time. And now people are like, dude, how do I put food in the fridge? How do I Fill my gas tank. How do I uh, do all these things? And uh, it's going to be a rocky next two years. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be longer than two years. I, I'm 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 very comfortable. I, the people are fucked,
0: uh, fucked, fucked. I'm, I'm not I'm, as doom and not,
1: gloom as you are, but I'm yeah. just people are fucked, fucked.
0: Like uh, if uh, and I I, ba- I base that I'm basing that, and maybe I'll end up being wrong. I'm basing that on on my own personal <laughs> position. So if if the income that M and I combined are moving, and on the house that we've got, and the fact that we can rent out a uh, half of the home in order to uh, to aid in that, uh, and with the fact that we don't really spend money for shits and giggles outside of that, we're not frivolous spenders. We're not we're not traveling. We're not doing any any. We don't go to the theater. We don't go out to like eat at restaurants. We don't do like almost anything whatsoever. In our position, and to absorb that, uh, to absorb that change, uh, and then look at the the certainly the median uh, income and the median debt load uh, that's floating around right now, and then to take that interest rate uh, with anything, whether it's rolling over or or people getting caught on uh, um, in uh, their uh, their uh, on, on variable, which I think there was only about it was about twenty percent of the market is on variable right now, is all all points to me this looking off a lot like 2008 uh because the I'd have to go back and look at the chart again but I was interested in what the what the overnight rate and bank rates looked like um you know during the bull run of the market up to 2000, late 2007 until everything hit the fan uh and then they were trying to compensate for that and and beat inflation down uh the move was not, nowhere near as big as what we're experiencing right now and so I have to assume based on on that history alone, that there's a real good shot that when you take the overnight rate and multiply it by 15 or 16 times, uh, in a 12 to 16 month window, that's probably going to fuck a lot of (laughs) like like 12 to 16 times 12. We're not talking like five X, which would suck balls. We're talking literally 12 to 15 times in a year. To a year and change is just bonkers, and not very many people can absorb that. Um, when you look at the again, uh, which is uh, this has been a problem for many years, uh, wages uh, over time and inflation over time, and now we've got inflation on top of yeah. wages that we're barely keeping track, or actually losing money uh, in many in many industries, and now we're getting eight. 6-8% inflation right now, and if they can't get it curtailed by the end of the year, everyone's money that's sitting around not attempting to do something to combat that is going to lose 10% on top of that, so their take-home pay, plus whatever's sitting around, plus they're getting fucked by 16 times more fucking interest, plus, like, dude, I think it's a real good shot that a good chunk of the market in the next 6-9 to nine months are up shit's crick without a paddle, uh, and, and it will look a lot like 2008. I think you're going to have to have a very comfortable, recession-proof job for two people uh, at the same time in a home to make all of that work and pan out. And that's assuming you only got one fucking car that's real good gas mileage. Because otherwise, your ass is walking to and from your job. Yeah. Because not Jesus, i I'm,
1: I'm not as doom and gloom as you are. I don't think the housing market's going to crash. I think it's be. It's just going to be tougher to get in. Well, it
0: won't won't crash. uh, It won't crash in the same mechanism as 2008. No, but but I I do think that it's going to be. It's going to slow down.
1: It's going to slow down. It's going to slow down for sure. (laughs) It's going to be real,
0: real fucking nasty. Uh, Video game news, Mister Black. Some of it happened while you were gone. Uh, it didn't, it it wasn't so laden with stuff at the time that it was worth me doing a recap like I did in years past with E3, uh, news, because there wasn't that many events going on or that many announcements, so I saved, uh, I saved or wrote down most of the, the highlight stuff for us to just recap here, uh, and then that's, that's it uh because yeah it just wasn't it just wasn't the same load and again we're coming out of we're coming out of the pandemic so the video game market in terms of development is still recovering from that so you're not going to get all the crazy endless news that you might have gotten in a normal uh in a normal year yeah we'll, we will single out stormgate specifically for uh for us to talk about as a separate thing for sure don't worry we're we're gonna we're gonna get to that even though we didn't see much of it We'll we will we will talk uh, a little bit about that so, Summer Game Fest uh, kicked off with its own thing on that first day. It was a Thursday. Uh, and if I had to give it a theme, Mr. Black, it was space horror, because like one third of that entire presentation was what flavor of space horror game would you like to play uh, coming up in the next 12 uh, months or so? Uh, some of the highlighted games from that category were Callisto Protocol, which is like the totally not Dead Space, Dead Space game made by ex dead space devs uh so that was one aliens dark descent and then routine which is the one that i thought looked the most uh interesting uh they did a really interesting take on uh you know uh, the the i won't say play-doh but definitely tropey uh artificial intelligence or something like that Uh, uh getting a little too intelligent kind of a deal uh very very cool aesthetic looked really neat and uh and looked the most interesting to me out of all of them because the rest of them just look like the same shit that we've seen half a dozen times uh already uh of course we saw more call of duty modern warfare 2 big shock on that one uh guess what it looks like mr black more cod hey you're good some might say a savant hmm. but yes call of duty modern warfare 2 looked like call of duty Modern Warfare 2. It looked shinier, for sure. Looked prettier. Uh, all of the old, you know, fan-favorite characters that had been in previous uh, Modern Warfare titles before, they've all, like, stitched them together. The, You know, the, the Mount Rushmore, you know, uh, soap and, and fucking uh Ghost or whatever his name is and the the whole crew are are back and better than ever. Ooh. Many of them who were already dead before but now they're back. Uh for this is going to be what is this the third Modern Warfare 2 cuz we had the original Then we had the remaster <clears throat> Then we had like Modern Warfare 2019 and now we got Modern Warfare 2 but I think I don't I don't know if this is the one with the number two or the Roman numerals two. how they're di- you know discerning the difference between these. But again, like I said on a tweet, it doesn't matter. They're all the same fucking game anyway. More
1: Call of Duty, guys. It's more Call,
0: more of, Call Duty. of Duty. So you got some more of that. Uh, oh, a surprise that has already gotten lots of great reviews since it was uh, shown off because it came out, I think, like yesterday or, or just a couple days ago uh, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which looks uh, really good, uh, actually, and includes the ability to do six player mode locally and online. I don't know how you get six motherfuckers playing that game locally, but that sounds dope. Uh, and six online and you can also unlock and play as casey jones if you remember casey jones from the from the movies uh it looks really good it sounds really good it's probably the game that everyone hoped the last teenage mutant uh, mutant ninja turtles game was going to end up being that's what all the reviews seem to be saying thus far that they have successfully made it happen uh some people even even getting crazy jeff saying game of the year nom. on Mm. getting wild to teenage mutant ninja turtles side score beat 'em up game of the year there you go <laughs> you, can, you can play that you can play that whenever you so wish uh the fighting game community also seems thrilled with how a street fighter 6 is shaping up that was uh given its own kind of block uh not just in, in this but also i think uh capcom's own show which we'll talk about here in a in a bit uh and to me, I'm not a fighting game guy. To me, it looks basically identical to the last two Street Fighter games, like four, five and six. if you just like if you just if you just showed me a montage of like game- gameplay from four, five and six, I would not be able to tell you which one was four, which one was five, and which one is six, but they're excited. so I'm happy for them. Uh, and the dev team apparently is feeling really good about it as well. And yes, Cammy, they gave Cammy pants, and so the neckbeards of the world got very upset about the fact that you couldn't see her labia anymore, uh, even though I believe that old school outfit is also still available, it's just that the one that they showed her off in originally, she had pants, Jeff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the big finish for the first day of the showcase was spoiled by Sony themselves, nonetheless. Uh, it was on one of their storefronts, accidentally put out before the show that there is a Last of Us Part 1 remake. Oops, that was supposed to be the show closer. Uh, and they, of course, went ahead with it anyway, because what are you going to do? It's a live show. Uh, and uh, and showed that off. Uh, and of course, Mr. Keeley was thrilled with the fact that the thunder of the end of the show was completely fucking stolen by Sony themselves, accidentally posting that on the store too early. Uh, it looks, it looks good. Some people are debating whether they like the new look or not. It's obviously far more realistic, like like the part two that was released more recently. They completely reworked the entire game uh uh from top to bottom. So it probably plays better than the original did, and it certainly looks better from a technical perspective. Some people like the original look a bit more because uh the, n- the new look some it's it's like it's like the new look just reached that point where it looks too real and it's too bland. Whereas the old one still had a bit of style uh, style to it, character-wise. Uh, but all the same, doesn't matter. Whether you play the old one or the new one, they both look good, they both play well. If you like it, great, guess what? You can pay 70 more dollars in tax for another crack at The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, and uh, I can't remember if they gave a time frame for that, but either way, you'll know. If you, if you actually give a shit about this, you probably already know. Because The Last of Us fans are rabid. Rabbit of shit. Uh, Oh, and by the way, Mr. Black, The Rock showed up at one point. Oh. Uh, To awkwardly ramble. I mean, and it was awkward. I I don't know if he actually, I don't know if, I couldn't tell if it was pre-recorded or if he was literally just in the middle of a workout in, uh, in his gym and just like, you know, FaceTimed uh or whatever with uh with the 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 uh, the production team so that they could pipe his video and audio into the stream uh but it was the it was the most awkward ramble i've seen the rock do in a hot minute and i still don't really know what he was there for it wasn't attached to any game he loosely pitched black adam uh for a moment and then of course uh held his fucking zoa energy drink can in just the appropriate way and shouted out his energy drink and then told like everyone you know uh you know enjoy your gaming or some shit and then signed off it was fucking weird it didn't fit in anywhere i'm not sure why he was there i don't know why he would have they would have paid him to show up to do that literally did not cover anything game related whatsoever uh but yeah it was uh it was bad. At this point, The Rock is quite literally just a walking advertisement. Every time I see him, I just automatically assume he's going to pitch me his fucking godforsaken energy drink, and I already tune out. As soon as his bald-ass head shows up, I'm like, nope. Here comes the Zoa, and without fail, there's the Zoa. Uh, then a couple days later on Sunday, we got Microsoft and Bethesda show, uh, which took a different approach this year, showing off essentially nothing but gameplay because last year they got roasted for showing nothing but CGI. And so this year they said, all right, fuck you then here's all gameplay. So they showed pre- uh, pretty much exclusively gameplay for the 30 plus games that they included in the show. They also focused solely on games that are coming out in the next 12 months. So there's no, you know, JPEGs of Elder Scroll six, just games coming out in the next 12 calendar year uh one of the biggest announcements was riot games partnering with game pass to bring their pc and mobile games with all champions and all agents unlocked uh and some more that includes league of legends valorant wild rift team fight tactics and runeterra so if you're on that game pass hype uh, that's pretty substantial. Just having access to all of the League of Legends champions right off the rip. All of the operators in Valorant, or agents in Valorant, uh, is is huge. Uh, and that was a pretty big thing that people were talking about for a while. Because if you already have it, and you're already somebody that plays that stuff on the side as well, as like one of your main games, that's huge. Because now you can just buy your skins, not have to buy the champions. Uh, and and Or if you're somebody that doesn't give a fuck about skins and just likes playing champions and whatnot, great, you know, great news, you get them all. Uh, it's the closest thing to to uh dota because dota i think you just ha- everyone's just available right off the rip in dota if i'm not mistaken uh where you don't have to pay for uh, any of them on, in that game but in league you do because riot likes their money uh but if you have game pass congratulations uh, forza motorsport is also looking particularly incredible this is the new mainline forza game not uh, forza horizon uh, they showed off some of that uh they've got real-time ray tracing on the track now and not just in like forza vista mode uh real-time weather affecting track conditions and more it's finally looking like a proper mainline title barring some sort of shitty microtransactions like they did in the last one or two uh and that's coming in spring of 2023 but yeah it looked really 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 fucking good it looked terrible on the stream. So you had to go and watch the 4K one and look at screenshots later because the stream, of course, looked like doo-doo. But yes, it does look very, very good, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing some more of that in the not-too-distant future. Another fun thing that we saw at this one was uh, that uh, Halo's Pelican uh, was added as free DLC. I think it's available today, or it was uh, uh, already available a couple days ago. They added the Pelican to Microsoft Flight Simulator. So people that have always wanted to fly a fucking Pelican, great news. You can do it you can either and it looked like i don't know for sure but it looked like you can even do like some some just outside or like low earth orbit flying and shit uh it looked it looked pretty fucking dope uh pentiment a particularly unique medieval narrative game by obsidian obsidian is the one that did knights of the old republic 2 back in the day they're also the one that did fallout new vegas uh looks like it could be a sleeper hit a very unique game a lot of people were talking about how unique uh and interesting it looked And yeah, I think it's probably going to be one of those sleeper things that, you know, it doesn't sell 30 million copies, but for like the critics, it will be one of those, like if you were to call it, it's an Oscar bait kind of a situation, I think. Uh, And then within the block of of the show dedicated to the Xbox trying to work into the Asian market, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal are all coming to Game Pass. Persona 5 Royal is first out later this year with the others to be determined from what I can see. That's actually pretty big news because, uh, Atlas hates money, Jeff. Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but Atlas, the developer, hates money. They actively avoid it. Which means right now, during this crazy inflationary period, they're loving the fact that they're burning money because that's how much they fucking hate money. These motherfuckers didn't even put this shit on the Switch yet. For reasons I will never be- Literally, the easiest money you could print is putting Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden on the Switch. You instantly make tens of millions of dollars. Easiest play in gaming history. And you know where it's going to go first? The fucking Xbox. Why? I don't know. It's not like there's enough Xboxes in Japan to sell more than three copies of this shit. But they're doing it anyway. Because they hate money. They're fucking weird. They're just fucking weird. Uh, They are also coming to Steam and PlayStation 5, I believe, as well at some point. But again, the Switch. No. (laughs) Why? 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 Tell me why, Atlas. You don't make any fucking sense. Uh, Hideo Kojima also showed up in that block to say, Hey, I'm making a cloud-based thing for Xbox. That was pretty much it. It was like 30 seconds of him on camera, just sitting there, being Hideo Kojima. said, Hey. String games. I'm making one. (laughs) For, For the cloud. With Microsoft. Uh, and, uh, and then we got Starfield, Mr. Black. Big block, big old block for Starfield. That's the big dick item. That's, you know, that's the thing that when Microsoft bought out Cinemax, uh, and Bethesda, that was one of those games where they're like, man, this is a big one for us, right? If you looked up mid in Urban Dictionary, there is a picture... Of starfield right now on urban day and if there's not somebody do it immediately that shit looked middling as fuck it looked first of all it's a mere it's it's a good idea that they delayed this game because it is not finished not even a little bit that bitch ran at 15 frames per second maybe 20 in their own trailer. This is them showing off the best the game has to offer, and it ran at like twenty FPS on a good note. Lower in some cases. And it didn't even look that impressive. Like some like interiors look pretty good. The lighting model looked good interior. You go outside. Eh is I right, I guess. Uh, but rest assured, you know what you know how I knew we were in trouble though, Mr. Black? I got how did a great you know, chuckle. Adam? How did it. you know? How did you know? Thank you for asking. I you know, know you're interested in how I knew. So thank you for asking. He was wearing the fucking bomber jacket. There you go, man. He brought it back out. Fallout 76's announcement bomber jacket was back mm. on Todd's body, and he was pitching hard on that marketing shit, which told me immediately this game is probably going to fucking bomb when it fucking comes out. And if it doesn't bomb, it will be because Microsoft forced him to put this shit back in the oven for another six to seven months. Because oh, my God. So he's out here saying, "Oh, you know, he didn't come out and say 16 times the detail and all this other bullshit that he did last time, but you
1: know what he only did say, "1,000 planets!" Yeah, but there's only like four cities in it, right? There's four main cities and a thousand planets. Why?
0: Not even, Pete, dude, people complained about Mass Effect back in the day, which had like, you know, hundreds or whatever, where you could just scan the fucking planet because there was nothing to do there, right? Why do you think, from a narrative perspective, the odds of Bethesda going toe-to-toe with Mass Effect, I'm telling you right now, is negative 1,000. There's no, no shot does Bethesda outdo Bioware for narrative space shit with this game. Literally no chance. And you're gonna try to spread this shit over in some capacity. Let's say one tenth of those planets has literally anything to do on them. That's a hundred. What do you think you could do on a hundred fucking planets in a Bethesda game?
1: Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, there's probably Because not a whole four lot. of
0: those planets have a city. A major city. They're hub worlds. There will be smaller cities, I'm sure, on other planets, or, like, installations. But four of those 100 would have a main city. Why would you do that to yourself? And then, he went out on social media afterwards, because people, of course, when they see it, they're seeing the mining with, like, the laser and everything, and people are like, oh shit,
1: this looks an awful lot like,
0: like no, no Man's, Man's Sky.
1: Sky. <laughs> Dude, when I, when, I, when I watched the, <laughs> the video... I had to do a double take because I was like, <laughs> Is this is this actually No Man's Sky? Cause it looked an awful lot like No Man's Sky. <laughs> like the ships, the mining. Dude, the, the trains, animals kind of look like the scanning of things. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So people are comparing them,
0: right? And then of course that gets to Todd. And Todd's like, oh fuck. I gotta say something now because people were asking because you didn't see it during the showcase. Can you fly from no, space can't. directly to the ground and ground into space? And no. Todd came out. I gotta get this. I, I wish I had the quote, but I'll give you. I'll give you the gist of it. Todd came out and said, "Look, you can't. You know why? Because the players don't care. So we it's not worth. So it's not worth the development time to put that in for the technology." To which I said nay Todd most people playing this game would have liked to have the option of taking the ship that they built which is the coolest thing that we saw in this entire video Did you saw that part too I'm sure because you saw the, the, the gameplay where you can make your own ship making your own ship is only cool if you can do a lot with it like fly it And so you can fly it to some degree. We don't even know if you can go from planet to planet or if you just set, like it shows in the game. Like, you you plot your course and then you just jump to the planet. And then you, like, click another button and then it loads the planet. Like, I don't know exactly how that works, but you're not flying. You know, I don't think you're, it doesn't look like you're doing hyperspace or anything. So you had, like, that really mid-looking space combat, which, again, looked no better than No Man's Sky. And I'm only telling you right now. If you're going to do space combat and you're in a, you're, you're Bethesda, you need to make it look better than No Man's Sky. We're literally talking about orders of magnitude difference in size and money behind these games. Please, God. But then you're going to say that nobody gives a shit about flying down. Of course they give a shit. Here's the real answer. There's spaghetti monster ass fucking code that has been running their games for 20 fucking years. but They, they have been just Voltron bolting. But, like, Walmart Voltron bolting this shit onto the Gamebryo, then they rebranded Creation Engine, then Creation 2.0, whatever the fuck. This weird... You remember, like, you remember back in the day, Jeff, with, like, the Sega Genesis, or the Master System? And then all the various things that you could bolt onto that bitch, and if you put them all on top of each other, it was like the Leaning Tower of fucking Pisa. It was like 400... That's the Gamebryo engine. That shit has been... The base of that bitch is Morrowind era, and it is crying. It's screaming, Todd! Let me die! Please! Stop resuscitating me! I want to be dead! I shouldn't be here! It's unnatural! And Todd's saying, no! You still have more work to do! And now here we are, and he's like, oh, it's just not worth the time." Your shit can't do it, Todd! It's impossible! Be honest! Don't lie! What the hell is wrong with you? Nobody cares about it. How fucking insane of a quote is that? So anyway, people were like immediately telling Todd he's high as a kite. Uh which is not out of the norm. But yeah, how did you what was your general takeaway since you did see it? I was I wasn't expecting you to have seen it. What was your general takeaway with with Starfield?
1: Um I mean, I'm not as cynical as you are about it. I I just think it looks more like a Bethesda fallout type game um i don't think it looks bad i think it just looks mid yeah yeah well of course yeah it it does look like super mid i i didn't see it and go wow i gotta i can't wait to get lost in this galaxy exactly yeah Uh, i just didn't i was just like okay Uh, all right yeah all right um cool sure that's pretty much it um which i think is probably bad in the like in the grand scheme of things for them because i think they kind of need this to be like yeah, yeah they do they they need a home run here but like yeah the, the crazy thing is is like i think it'll be a home run it'll like, still sell it, yeah it's gonna sell because like bethesda fanboys and fangirls are just gonna buy the shit and then they're gonna force it down your throat on every platform and every <laughs> device um, and, and they're going to be on the keep, Switch, I can tell you that much, because it ran like doo-doo on whatever platform they were running it on. <laughs> the uh, the thing that's going to save this game are the modders. The modders as, are going to come. They're going to come, and they're going to they're gonna take this mid-game, and in two to three years, they're going to turn it into something that... Be- it's It's almost like Bethesda makes these games mid, <laughs> and then they try and enable... The modders the tools they need to make their game great, and they just they just put it out there. And for people like me that like aren't hardcore uh, about these games, like I'm far more likely to play a version of this game in two to three years than I am to buy this on day one and deal with all the bugs and bullshit that is inevitable uh, when it comes to this game. So, um, you know, I don't. I'm not as salty about it or I guess I wouldn't say salty, but as critical about it as you are right now. But like I also I don't care as much probably as you do either. So like Well I, I don't know- like
0: I'm I'm more interested in, in Elder Scrolls Six. Like I'd be more upset if this was Elder Scrolls Six because that's the game yeah, for men that I what, care about. Yeah, but
1: that's what that th- it's gonna be the same thing. All right well, You're gonna, it's gonna be the same it's gonna be the yeah, same thing. Yeah but I
0: don't have to worry about that yet. I have that's no. that's future me has to worry yeah. about has to worry about that. The the yeah. present me doesn't have to worry about the fact that um that that's gonna be also probably mid the, the, for now, I just have to think about the fact that Microsoft spent $12 billion or whatever on this company, and Starfield was a major driving force for that purchase, uh, and if for the second time in Bethesda's history, they delayed a game. The only other time was Oblivion, and now they show this off. It's running at 20 frames per second. One of the fucking characters on the ground during the cutscene's head was on backwards, and shit's just fucking, like, blowing up all over the place, and it looks incredibly mid. is probably not what they were hoping for um and it's not that it's not like it's not like microsoft wouldn't have understood that that was likely going to happen because this game was already in in development since 2015 or so and so this is you know started long before they bought them out but i don't think i don't think mid-thesda is going to be able to keep being mid-thesda uh afterwards i think you know microsoft's going to want some really big dick energy coming out of these guys uh I I I truly believe there's a shot that that Todd Howard retires before Elder Scrolls 6 pops off. I think there's a I think there's a non-zero chance that Starfield is Todd Howard and Pete Hines last crack of the bat uh before this all goes away because I think Microsoft has you have to look at 76 and then look at this and go okay something's wrong here what are the odds that it's the individual developers inside the company and not the management? Pretty
1: much zero. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, so see. we'll see. I wasn't, I, I wasn't impressed. I, I just I wasn't impressed. It was yeah. mid. It was Again, I mid. don't think
0: it looks bad. I just think
1: it looks... Dude, if the game came out today... Really average. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. I just wouldn't care at Neither all. Neither would I. Like, that was all. the sad thing. Like I was like, man,
0: I should be like... But they're doing a space game? This should be, like, really fucking interesting to me. Um, but here we are. Like, I, like, you tell me a thousand planets, okay, fuck that right out the window. Give me a single system, solar system, ten planets. Knock those ten planets out the fucking park. Give me handcrafted shit to some degree on all 10. Fuck your 1,000. I don't want to fly to... If I wanted to fly to random planets and shit, I'm playing No Man's Sky. Because all that shit's procedurally generated and you find cool shit. I don't... I could... Uh, like, whatever you think that you're going to have over there at Bethesda for 1,000 planets is a no. It's a hard no. Yeah. So just give me 10 really good planets, if you're so focused on narrative and then don't try and be star citizen no man's sky elite dangerous eve online just focus up buttercup i knew we were in trouble we saw about that bomber jacket mr black i knew i knew i fell out of my chair when i was live streaming it i said oh shit he's got the fucking jacket on that's a bad omen (laughs) that's a bad omen but there you go yeah starfield uh looking super mid hopefully they fix it up at least hit 30 fps for the love of god it's not asking a lot just 30 fps please uh, after that, we got Capcom, uh, which was about, I think, three days ago now. Dragon's Dogma celebrated its 10th anniversary not long ago, and they have some sort of live stream planned for, I think, today. 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, I think, uh, today. Lots of people are hoping that there's a remake or a sequel to Dragon's Dogma coming. I don't know if the original sold enough copies to warrant that, but maybe they, you know, maybe it did. They did do, like, anime spinoffs and shit that did well for the, uh, the franchise, so it's a good a good chance that that could happen uh and so we'll have to wait and see what comes out of that little event uh then we just got absolutely this is great news for you mr black just plastered with resident evil shit we got fucking slapped in the mouth with every piece of resident evil news a person could possibly ask for starting with resident evil village the most recent uh the most recent game that's eight uh in the grand scheme of things I uh, got a big block of updates, including the announcement of Shadows of Rose Rose is the daughter by the way of the main character in the uh, in the game the base game it's a sequel DLC relatively large one at that where you are going to be apparently playing as her and it's quite a different experience altogether looks like it could be very good. Uh, also an expanded mercenaries mode, uh, that looks to bring some sort of arcade horde like mode, uh, to it. And lastly, they're adding a third person mode so that you can enjoy Resident Evil Village much like you would have in Resident Evil 4. So a lot of people were kind of excited about that. Lots of talk on, on, on the Twitterverse that I saw about being excited to play it in third person over the shoulder, uh, like you did in, uh, in 4. I think it would look pretty good. It was great in first person. Resident Evil 4 did well in, in the over-the-shoulder, and so it's, well, a village will probably also be pretty dope uh, to have in that mode. Uh, also, Resident Evil 4 is getting a flat-out remake, a la Resident Evil 2. Uh, and, uh, of course, once again, lots of people excited about that. Do I think RE4 needs one? No! But great news is there's lots of places that you can still play RE4 in its normal version, if you so wish. That wasn't necessarily the case with Resident Evil 2. Uh, And so if you don't end up liking the changes that they're invariably going to make to 4 in this remake, then it's not the end of the world. You can still totally play the original in a million different places. Uh, But I would suspect that even though they have confirmed, for example, the -the over-the-shoulder cam is still totally a thing and, and whatnot, and they're making some changes... We saw what they did with 2, RE2. Did you did you, you played RE2 remake, didn't you? I thought you did I anyway. Did. Yep. Yeah, so you know the kind of changes they made for that. I think on the whole, positive changes. I, I like the, the result uh, of the end of that. So uh, I'm sure they'll do a pretty good job with uh, with 4 as well. Although 3 wasn't quite as much of a hit uh, as the, uh, the 2 remake was. Uh, so that is a, a thing that's happening. And apparently it's going to be out March 24th of 2023, barring any kind of delay of course and then lastly we've got well not necessarily lastly lastly but for the resident evil stuff we had resident evil 7 2 and 3 those are the 2 and 3 the modern versions of those games are all getting next gen updates for the ps5 and the xbox series Uh, they, uh, also, they even released a Resident Evil director's cut with upscaled visuals, video filters, rewind, etc. to the PlayStation store and like their classic game section or whatever they have for the PlayStation plus premium subscribers. So if you're on that program, uh, and you want to go and uh, check that out, it probably looks pretty good. I'll have to wait and see. I haven't seen anyone that I know of that's played it yet. Uh, but that's my favorite Resident Evil. I'm not Mm going to pay for the premium plus to play it but I'm interested in what it looks and sounds like and I'm sure it uh, I'm sure it's quite uh, quite an improvement for sure. Uh and then lastly for Capcom, not that the Monster Hunter fans would need uh, me to tell them, but the Sunbreak expansion to Rise is coming out June 30th. That's like 30% of my timeline in the last couple of days has been Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak news, uh people talking about it. Uh, and lots of, uh, excitement surrounding that. I think that also, that's, a uh, PC and Switch. So, uh, so lots to get excited about there. Capcom is actually killing it. Lately. Uh, I, like, sometimes you have to sit back and, and take it in. But sometimes you forget that Capcom's on a bit of a hot streak for, like, five or six years now. Like, they're doing it. They had a rough spot there for a few years. They were, they weren't knocking it out of the park. And then, like, Resident Evil 7 happened. And it's like a new company fucking formed. Uh, and took over, and now they've been basically, you know, batting nothing but winners, uh, ever since. Uh, and so, uh, and so there you go. Uh, a, a reason to hop back into 7, 2, and 3 if you've got a modern console. Uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut, and then all the Village content that's coming, uh, as well with that DLC. And that's pretty much the sum total. That was all the video game news, the highlights of the stuff anyway. Other than, of course, the one to rule them all. Which was uh, which was Stormgate from Frost Giant. They had a nice little uh, vignette that they showed off at the show. I'm sure you also uh, would have seen the vignette that they did for that. To, you know, they're interviewing the uh, you know the the folks working on the game, and then they showed off that little in-engine cinematic-y type deal, and and uh, and went over some of their their hopes and dreams for where they're going to take the direction of the game for, you know, chiefly that it's going to be free to play, for example. Uh, but I will hand this over to you after having seen that. And I, I know there's some stuff that you've seen that you can't talk about probably yet, but for the stuff that you have seen and you can talk about, how are you feeling about, uh, about, uh, frost giants foray into the, uh, into the
1: market? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling pretty mid, uh, if I'm being honest, uh, okay. so far, I'm feeling
0: the title of this podcast coming on to me right now, Mr. Black. uh, I'm uh, seeing a a theme here.
1: I'm feeling pretty mid as of right now, but I'm feeling really good about the team. Um, I mean, they're saying all the right things. Um, It's just a matter of can they follow through and can they make what they say they're going to make or what they're trying to make. Um, I thought the cinematic was pretty lackluster. Um, That was an engine, just to keep in mind. That that
0: wasn't a CGI... Per se, yeah. but yeah. yes, yeah,
1: yeah, I just it was like whatever, I really just wanted gameplay, I wanted to see sort of what the game was was all about, um, you know, we got an idea, um, there's obviously gonna be at least three races, um, maybe four, uh, so yeah, we got I think we got like the demons or whatever they're called, and then the the humans um story seems pretty generic um i do like the aesthetics of it uh of the game i think it looks very like blizzard blizzard it looks very <laughs> blizzardy yeah uh, the uh, first thing uh,
0: came out of my mouth was that's diva that's ghost or or the fucking like uh, this, you know uh, like ghost Kerrigan mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck and then um uh and then uh and then that's diablo like I I literally looked like I looked at three
1: different blizzard products in one yeah in one trailer. And I think I think we're gonna get a lot of that in the game. You know, there's gonna be units that are gonna basically be carbon copies right out of uh StarCraft. There's not really too much to, to really comment about right now. Because, How do you feel about the free to play? Uh, oh, move. I think I I think it's necessary. Um I think if it was a pay to play now, I don't know if it's gonna be free for the campaign. I think it, it I think it might end up I, I, I could be wrong, but maybe you have to pay for the campaign and it's free to play uh for the multiplayer. Um I don't know. I I don't know for sure. But um free to play is necessary if you want a large player base. I mean, when StarCraft went free to play, there was a lot more people that started playing the game, which was good and healthy for the game. Um I think it's also just
0: necessary for the genre at this point. Like RTS is
1: not hunted after,
0: so I think if you have a shot in hell at all, I think you just have to do it. Right? Yeah,
1: uh, I agree. Um, Yeah, I, I, I hope they're not trying to do too much at once because, like you know, they've talked about obviously a one-on-one competitive ranked, two v two, three v three, like custom stuff, and I just hope that they're not spreading themselves. Too thin, trying to appease too many people. Um, I know it's a rough juggling act and they already have everything going against them. Uh, But it is the team. I just keep coming back to the team and they've got everybody that you would ever want making an RTS working on this game. So they have a very competent team. They've got a decent amount of money to make the game. Uh, We're getting a playable beta next year. They're listening to the community. Hopefully, they don't listen to the community too much. Um, because let's not forget that these guys are the godfathers of RTS. And, you know, yeah, of course, you want to listen to the community and take feedback, but don't let them control every aspect uh, of your decision making. Um, I'm very, very confident that we could probably get some of the team on the podcast in the near future. Uh, um and we can ask them hard questions and pick their brain about the game uh which probably will be a good thing to do once we hear a little bit more um and we see a little bit more uh i'm excited as as you know uh i'm an rts guy so i'm excited i'm excited for the chance to sink my teeth into an rts and grind it up uh i'm excited on a content stand front as well uh in a in a genre that I know and that I love. So as a creator, it's exciting, as a player it's exciting. Um but I also know that this is the last chance for RTS on a on a massive scale like StarCraft. You know, there there's always going to be some sort of variation of RTS out there that it's going to appease to small niches, but this is the team that's going to give us the the fighting chance to have RTS become a household thing again um so i'll be sad if it doesn't work out but i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't either i i'm i'm hoping for the best i'm rooting it on i'm gonna do my best to promote it to play it to show it to get enthusiastic about it but as of right now there's just not much to you know if they came and they showed some gameplay and they showed the ui and they showed some of the, the units and how things are moving and the maps and you know, you, just something, but instead we just got like a still image and uh and a CGI or in game ran CGI trailer. Um, that was pretty fucking mid. You know, sound design was kind of lackluster, characters seemed kinda meh. Um I want it more, man. I want it more but I, yeah i know we're going to get more so
0: i feel like i feel like they're in a tough spot between needing to show some of this off to maybe i don't know if they're hoping to get more rounds of funding
1: so well, i don't know. I listened to so I listened to, to to an interview earlier today and they talked about that um as of right now i think they had almost 35 million in funding Mm -hmm. um so they're saying that they think that that is going to be suffice they're not actively looking for more money Mm uh but they may do another round later on in development but right now they have enough on their plate that they're they're good to go they um they didn't want to show off any gameplay yet they just wanted to announce themselves get themselves on steam get a little bit of buzz and some hype going um and then obviously they're going to show more in the near nearish future. I would imagine probably in the next I would say 3 to 6 months we're probably going to get some kind of demo, not demo but like a real look at the game.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I uh, I I share the same general opinions of it that that you did. Um it it was it was I <clears throat> okay. It was for me it was a little below mid. To be honest, I think if I wasn't a fan of their previous work and I was looking at this with fresh eyes, <clears throat> um, even as an art, let's, let's say I was a general RTS fan, you know, speaking, but I wasn't like, let's say a diehard Blizzard RTS fan. I think I look at what they showed and I go, all right, this is probably not the time to show any of this. Yeah. Um, The sound design was really bad, really, really bad. The voicing yeah. was bad. The... Yeah the uh choosing to not go CGI obviously is way less expensive and allows them to use their engine and whatnot. um but I got nothing out of it really I all it did was all it did was show me that I'm I was I felt like I was literally looking at every major Blizzard property of the last 20 years crammed into a single trailer in various forms uh quite literally D.Va quite literally Nova quite literally Diablo all, all on screen at the same time um and and then to not have any gameplay at all is is i understand why yeah i get it but i feel like that's why i asked the question out loud i wonder if so i do find it interesting they're saying they're not seeking more money actively because if that's the case i wouldn't have even shown up um i show this much stuff if and and have a vignette and talk about it to get the people on camera that are like the legends because I I need more money. I the general public is maybe not going to take this as as good, but it will be useful for us to pitch this to get more money. Um because yeah, I didn't think it looked particularly I didn't think it looked particularly promising. I do think like I said before and uh and we both agree that free to play is a necessity for RTS now. I yeah. don't think you get a choice. That's not. That's not like they sat down and go, oh, you know, it'd be cool if we did. Uh, if we did it free to play. No, that was like that was they, that choice was made for them at this point. Uh, so it's good that they're at least accepting reality and moving in that direction. Um, I agree with you though as well as that there's a good chance that like campaign stuff is likely to be paid for but the multiplayer would be free to play. Yep. That's the way to do it. Uh that that is smart. I think that makes sense and uh and people will be okay with that. I don't think people necessarily expect the campaign to be free, but the multiplayer to be. Um I did chuckle that they managed to in their vignette dedicate an entire like frame or three to having no NFTs uh on 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 the video i, I kind of chuckled about that it was like man this is where we're at now we had to promise that there's no nfts um so yeah and then you know and then obviously they're going to make money from aesthetic stuff and whatever selling skins and and other which they started doing in starcraft uh in, yep. in later years and and whatnot but uh but yeah, I, yeah, again, like you need to see more. I need actual gameplay to really give a, a better idea, but also like you, uh, it's the people behind it that give me hope and not what I just saw. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing more, but what I saw there, I probably could have gone without seeing. I probably I could have, I probably could have just, I would have been just as happy if I didn't see anything for another six months. Yeah. And then the first thing they show me includes gameplay now like i i think i would have been just as happy with that uh but they're in a they're in a crazy situation they've split off from the big boys they're a bunch of veterans doing their thing they're doing arguably the hardest genre that you could choose to do in terms of like making money off of it you know short of a point and click fucking adventure game uh, rts is probably the hardest one that you could choose yep. uh, especially given the current climate in the industry uh, and uh, and doing it as a small studio all at the same time is very difficult. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. But for now, I was just kind
1: of like, okay, yeah. yeah, that's how I felt. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm still optimistic. I'm still excited. Um, I'm rooting, and uh, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it's pretty, mm. pretty meh. That's all we got for video game news, Mister Black. Which means it's time to move on to do some selling out. Uh patreon.com slash lag tv head on over there and support the podcast via your wallet uh if you can't afford to uh or just don't want to it's totally fine uh just share the podcast like it support the sponsor um just find a way to support it in your own way show up and listen uh and if speaking of sponsors if you need a vpn you can go to nordvpn.com/ott use the promo code ott and get yourself a massive discount plus a bonus month when you get a 2 year subscription or more stay safe stay anonymous when you're on the internet watch different regions of netflix and other streaming services the click of a button um yeah you only need one one account per household cuz you can have six simultaneous devices you can use it on your smartphone your tv um your pc your mac really it can hook up to virtually anything uh super easy to use it is one click of a button my dad uses it i've used it when i was all in spain um have it on my laptop have it on my phone it is quite literally one button and you mask your ip um watch different regions of uh of content and block content stay safe of course um so that people can't you know get your ip address you can mask your ip uh, what else can you do with it? Oh uh, no! Did desktop, you watch Did you watch some Spanish
0: Netflix when you were over there?
1: Uh, I did, I did, <laughs> and uh, I use what well, I did. But then when I wanted to watch an American one, I got to yes. use my VPN and just like into, that, just like that, just incredible like that. Uh, so yeah, guys, it's a VPN can be used in so many different ways, and it's 2022, and at the price less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks it's a no-brainer. You're supporting the podcast. You're giving yourself uh, anonymity and support uh, when it comes to your web browsing and whatnot. And uh, yeah, you're also supporting the sponsor that supports this. So go check them out. Link is in the description below. And pick yourself up uh, NordVPN with the promo code OTT. That's it. Absolutely. And now it's time for
0: Movies and TV. Justin Lin is set to direct a a, a One Punch Man live-action movie, Mr. Black, which, amidst, amidst all of the anime-to-live-action conversions that we've heard of so far, at least sounds plausible when compared to something like live-action One Piece. I still though I dude I watched, it, I watched a, a trailer thing from them, like, behind the scenes as to how they're doing One Piece. The amount of money they're spending on that is fucking insane, and I'm still sitting here going, okay, that's all great. These sets are all bonkers. But how in the fuck do you do one piece live action? I At least one punch man, okay. That's just like doing four at that point. Yeah. In live, like okay, yeah, sure. One piece? I, if you've seen even an episode of one piece, that shit you you turn your head and you go, "How the fuck do you live action that shit?" So, we'll see how it comes out of it. But nonetheless, Justin uh, Justin Lin helming the uh, helming that. Uh, and then the last thing I have here, and then we'll just have to divert to, uh, do whatever else we might've randomly come up with in the last couple of weeks Uh Netflix is taking it maybe a little too literally when it comes to squid game and turning it into an actual game show, uh, in which they have 456 contestants battling it out for $4.56 million.
1: Clearly we're a great not idea.
0: Clearly they're not going to be killing each other. No. no. However, I'll bet you know what? maybe they do you never know i mean no. shit you could sign a waiver like yeah fuck my life's only worth 100 grand right now with inflation sure i'll sign up but there you go so i don't know what the, i don't know any more details than that except that it's 4.56 schmil uh and 456 contestants to some degree uh it, it will probably be all of the games none of the death uh, is likely what it's going to look like if I had to take a wild shot in the dark on that one. Uh, and they, I think there was also some other Squid Game, well, Squid Game Season 2 is a thing, uh, as well. So, out of, a, out of a, out of a, out of a story that was only supposed to have one season, we now have two seasons at the very least, plus a, uh, plus a, a, uh, a, an actual game show. And, uh, and there you have it. Um, Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that... We'll see. ...all that does. Uh, and that's all. That's literally all, I, all, all I've got. I did... Oh, you know what, though? Mm. i watched.
1: I've, I watched two things in this. This uh, since you've been gone. Did you watch the Nick Cage movie? I finally got to see the Nick Cage movie. I, I, I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. I was going to watch it tonight, ah. I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I'm probably just going to relax. But tomorrow night, I'll... Uh, so I won't spoil it. it. it However, good? shit's fucking good. All right. It's good.
0: It's a good movie uh and uh it's just it's just it's just good it's so it's exactly it is exactly what you're imagining that movie to be maybe a little twisty in terms of like how it presents itself but it almost exactly how you would envision it to be uh and all i can say is god bless pedro pascal god bless that man uh, and then also uh, managed to finally catch the movie that so many people have been telling me that I need to eventually see. Uh, everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I'm going to be watching that one, too. So okay, I hear that, all right. I hear
1: that's great as well.
0: Uh, the answer is yes. Don't watch it high. You might die. However, great movie. Uh, great. In general, uh, for sure. And definitely worth... Uh, and definitely worth... Uh, and definitely worth Watching it, uh, no questions. Other than that, uh, nothing really notable that we watched. We watched, um, another one of the thousand Liam Neeson films. Oh, That God. are all the what are you, same. What are
1: you doing to M, man? Stop. Uh, the she madness. chose it. Jesus. I didn't choose it. She chose I, it. I can't watch Neeson um, God
0: damn. Uh, what dude. was it? Uh, um, sharp, not, sh- uh, uh, not sharpshooter, but fucking sim- something similar. Um, uh,
1: Taken Seven, it, more or less.
0: It's um, all the
1: same shit, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, all the same. I yeah. just can't. I can't do Liam Neeson movies yeah. anymore, bro. It's so phoned in and bad.
0: Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. That was uh, that was it on this end.
1: Yeah. Anything else pain, that you so know I, didn't, I didn't. I did uh, Have I didn't you really heard watch. of anything? Mm, I mean, I still got to go see Top Gun Two in IMAX. Yes, yeah, uh, right. That's the thing. Yeah, I I watched uh, Hustle on Netflix on the plane, uh, which was like Adam Sandler movie. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I fucks with it. Uh, Adam Sandler just needs to stay clear away from comedy because he's not funny at all. Um, but the guy's an actor. He can actually act. And like the last two movies I've seen him in, the the fucking the one where he's like a gambling degenerate uh, yeah. and, and uh, Hustle, which is a basketball movie. about being a, a scout um both really good movies i mean yeah he has some small comedic lines in the movie but like please don't make any more comedies and keep doing these types of films please these like character pieces of like real life type people in uh in a in heartfelt movies um do that do more of that please because your comedy sucks. It's dated. It worked in the 90s. Uh, and maybe in the early 2000s. Now, nah, bro. Ain't it? I still love me some Happy Gilmore, though. I can still well, course, watch Happy Gilmore. Of course. But th- those movies are cult classics. You know, yes. those are cemented. Yeah. If I seen Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore 2, I would <laughs> I would lose my fucking mind, you know? There is a, there is a non-zero
0: chance that Adam Sandler does no. a Happy Gilmore 2. Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. Um Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I well, I mean it's just I don't know if I'm even that surprised because people who are generally like comedians are generally generally quite funny even if they're dated humor. Like let's say they're dated humor uh, and they'd never changed their humor over time.
1: Like Jim Carrey, right? Like Jim Carrey's yeah. days are kind of like as a comedic like
0: a, a comedian a comedic,
1: like front runner in a like Movie but if you can make show, people laugh, you can do yeah, you can do anything. Comedy is the hardest. Comedy is quite literally yeah. the hardest thing to sell. So switching so to drama is like
0: that's easy yeah. mode for a lot of these uh, guys. So um yeah, so it's not not shocking uh, not shocking to me that he did. No, I saw that when I was scrolling um Worth the watch. And you like basketball, uh, yeah. right? So like it's well, Of course, yeah. So that was a, probably yeah, a watch a for good,
1: me Yeah, it's a sol- it's a solid movie. Wasn't too long, well-paced. Good story. Um, a little predictable, uh, but it most it's okay. sports movies are. Most exactly. Most, <laughs> most, most sports movies are. It's uh it's a very safe film to watch. I give it like a seven and a half, eight out of ten mm. for what it was. And uh yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie to watch with, you know, lady like the spouse as well.
0: Yeah. I uh, yeah. I watched um speaking of sports movies, I did I did watch another one and I can't remember the name of it. Um but it was about a row. Uh, it was about a collegiate rowing team and uh, the guy who plays Zod. Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I really, I'm the worst with names because I actually really like him as an actor and I like watching stuff that he's in, but I never remember his name.
1: Somebody's going to say it in chat. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, so
0: he was the, he was like one of the, you know, the leads in it. He was the coach or or whatever. And, and uh that was really good too i can't remember the name of the movie but it was it was really well done again predictable to a degree predict michael, michael shannon. shannon there it is that dude that dude can act yeah he's pretty good um yeah so uh enjoyed that a great deal i wish i remember the name of the movie but it's michael shannon in a you know a collegiate rowing film there's not that many of them so you can find it uh pretty easily if you look that up in google um and uh yeah, yeah, watch, watch that again really good you know the heartfelt stuff it's all it's all the sports movie stuff that you'd expect uh and, but you know you done really well so i enjoyed i enjoyed watching uh watching that and anytime i get to a chance heart to of watch champions that's it heart of champions uh anytime i get a chance to watch michael shannon i'm gonna watch me some michael shannon yeah, why not? especially if he has to be angry in the film because he does angry well he has like an angry face particularly well he, he did an interview he did an interview once where they you know they, they talked to him about that and he said he said truth be told angry is easy because i've been angry my whole life there you go <laughs> he was just he's just like he was he like he talked about his early life which wasn't great and he was like like any actor you're going to be you know if they get typecast odds are it's because their their actual life experience lines up with whatever that typecaster role is so he's like for me you want me to be angry i can do angry
1: like, like, well, <laughs> don't even need to act
0: i just show up i just show up and scream uh, yeah, that's it. So that means it's time to move on to tech support. Patreon.com slash TV if you want to uh, help financially support this podcast during times of great inflation. If you can afford it, that's assuming you can afford it. Do it. Patreon.com slash TV. $10 or more a month, you get a chance to ask some questions uh, for tech support. And when this house is finally done, I'll even be shipping out shit to people again, which means I'm going to have to resend out emails because I'm sure some people have moved. Since the last time we did ship out, Thanks. so uh, it's a good shot. Some people might have moved two, th- two times, maybe even thrice. So uh, we will make sure to send out, I won't be sending to old addresses that I have in my Excel spreadsheet. I'll message everyone again and get updated uh, stuff and whatnot. But uh, chiefly, right now, you're asking us questions and we're giving you answers for $10 more a month on a post that we call tech support. Gets put up on the Patreon each and every week for the podcast. Uh, so let's dive in and see what we've got. Uh, all right, Mark Furry, f- uh, following up with a, a question we had last week, and uh, I think even the week before that, uh, well, last week being the last podcast, first place, oh, so you said you finally have your private jet, because we chose private jet over boat. Yes. Uh, first place you take your family, first place you take your friends, and then when do you decide to join the Mile High Club, um, where are you flying? <laughs> uh,
1: first place I take the family, um... Good question. Uh, Barcelona, Spain. It's not a bad. It's not a bad choice, but I probably want to go somewhere I've never been before. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'll go to Spain again. (laughs) I'll fly. I'll fly just somewhere other than Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck it. I'll go to Barcelona uh and where was where was the other what was the other one uh okay
0: so family first then where are you taking the friends the the friends they separated family and
1: friends okay uh Uh, and uh, yeah friends i'm going to australia
0: okay uh and then when you're when you finally decide to join the mile high club where are you flying during the mile high club uh
1: anywhere i mean (laughs) you might just go up for the sake of it just go up and fly around a bit yeah and land why not yeah you I can't. mean, if you got if you got a private jet, like you're you're screwing on the first flight. Yeah. Oh. I mean, how else do you break it in? Like seriously, hundred <laughs> you know, percent. That's that's literally. I I can imagine. I I would wager that at least ninety percent of people that buy their first private jet are fucking on the first flight. Oh, for sure. Like, how yeah. do you not? How do you not? It's like getting a yacht you know speaking we- of a
0: yacht did you see did you see on social media there is uh it went it went viral uh there was a group of uh i go not the 20s or some shit and they clearly rented uh this boat for the night but the owner of the boat is the one piloting the boat and they're just like you know having a good time on the back of the yacht and uh uh, and they start getting their wild note, Mr. Black. They got mm. their champagne. Mm. They Shake the champagne, he pops champagne, and he's spraying that shit all over the place. But he sprayed it all over this man's boat. Ugh. And the dude stops the boat, he turns around and he says, Hold up, motherfucker. You're spraying that champagne over thousand dollar cushions. Each one of those things costs a thousand dollars. So you gotta treat this place with some respect. Act like you've been here before. And I was Man. like, Oh
1: I would have oh. allowed him I would have allowed him to drop one end bomb. <laughs> I would have gave him one if he, if he said if he would if he would have said listen <laughs> you blanks are wilding out right now you need to chill <laughs> the fuck out I would have been like bro he's- <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> you got he- <laughs> I would have said I, I would have let it pass it's like bro. you know I'll, I'll allow it I'll allow this it just the one time I'm but gonna, I'll allow I'll, it you I'm gonna definitely allow it Bro, that was
0: that was crazy. I saw that. I was like, "Oh man!" And that, in front of the girls and shit, those guys yeah, got bro. castrated,
1: bro. Oh yeah, man. And what do What do you <laughs> say? Like, you know what act, I mean? What do you think?
0: Act like you've been here before. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the sickest burn I've ever heard in my life." Yeah, dude. Act like you've had a million dollar boat, motherfucker. Act like it. Act like it. <laughs> And then in the comment section, what was it? What was I saying? In the comment section, though, it was hurting a bunch of people defending the people popping champagne like it's just champagne. It's not going to hurt anything. And like and people were like, tell me you've never had champagne in your life without telling me you've never had champ- that shit's liquid sugar. Yeah, everything's fucked. He going to spend money when he gets that boat in to get it like power washed just to and hopefully don't ruin the seats yeah, uh, at the same time uh yeah that shit that shit just made me just made me remember that it's kind of funny i don't know where where do i first take my family uh mom and dad always always said you know even though they're not travelers they wanted to like go see rome so i guess rome is the is is where we uh we go with family uh friends man you know what? New Zealand sounds like a pretty good place to just to turn up with, with the friends. Yeah, why not? It's a beautiful spot. They know how to do it down in New Zealand. I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, and then, uh, where do you join the model? Like Jeff, it's the first flight. It doesn't matter where. Like I said, I'll take the bitch up and just do a circle. That's it. Shit, I'll tell the pilot to draw a penis on the radar while I'm doing it. I'll make him fly art in the air while I'm doing that shit. It's just because I can, because I got the fucking jet. Yep. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> uh, Seth asks, $1 million cash, but your sex tape is released online. Where do I sign? Oh, for a million in cash?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, bro.
0: Oh, I'll show everyone how unimpressive my dick is for a million dollars uh, right now. You Million dollars right now. I'll do it on uh, Twitch in front of sixty nine yeah. people for the, the humor. Yeah, Just
1: get banned, but who cares? You got a million dollars. I'm out. I'm outy. That's that's Bye. easy. That's not I don't even have to think about that. Nah. Ah bro. For a million bucks. Not even concern. Yeah. Um
0: Mark, oh this is coming from Marky Mark, our our uh our editor. Who is the worst possible person that your child brings home saying, Dad, meet my spouse? This is in the future. What's the nightmare scenario? Amber Heard. (laughs) All right. Did you see her interview that she gave here the other Uh, day? Oh, bruh. Hot mess. Uh, My favorite part was when she was like, Me, the actor, says the lawyer whose client was the one that convinced everyone he had scissors for fingers. Yeah, and bro. I was like, all
1: right, man. What? She need, she just needs to hold the L and just walk away. Like she just needs to move on. She's not, she's
0: not doing herself any favor. If she had any more, if she had any amount of money to still take, like at this point, she's basically just being defamatory all over again. And she just lose more money. The only reason she can do this is because she actually has no money. Uh, yeah. So that's a good choice. I, I, I I'm going to say any one of them on the boat, popping champagne, spraying around like they hadn't been there before. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring home that person. Whoever that is. Uh, K-Tarp wrote us a bit of a, uh, novel here, but it's his first one. So we're going to do it big. Okay. Said, Hey, Jeff and Adam, been watching, uh, since when she's failed season one. Bless. Uh when I was pre-med. Oh shit. I'm guessing you're now med med. Congratulations, but also godspeed out there right now. <laughs> at the same time. Uh first time writing in now at the end of a long road through med school, residency and fellowship. I feel like I've grown up into an adult with you guys. That's a scary thought. I apologize Uh, and wanted to say thanks for the years of entertainment. Stay awesome. In my opinion, the three most important things uh, to get right, to set a good foundation for health. Now, keep in mind, this is coming from a fresh off the press doc doc. So we got to, we got to pay attention to these, these pillars, uh, one proper nutrition and diet Two, exercise and three sleep. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I'm not going to argue that. No. Uh, question one: If you could forego one of those uh, without any negative impact to your health, which one would you choose, and why? For me, I would choose not to need sleep, so I could have eight extra hours. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, hundred percent that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm sleep. gonna get rid of sleep as well. Yeah, just yeah. To- if I can have good, like, just per- like
0: permanent, decent energy, yeah, all day, yeah. easily. That's On the flip side, one. he said I had my first lucid dream recently <laughs> and was able to uh volitionally do water bending. Uh, like Avatar, the last water, like the last Airbender type water bending. So maybe choosing to forego sleep was a mistake. Yes, if you want to be able to uh, to uh, uh, feel like you're living real life in your dream and water bend, you're going to need to be asleep for that one. Uh, and then question two: Have you ever had a lucid dream? And if you did, what did you do in it? I can think of one for Jeff from when we were kids that he had. Jeff Lucid dreamed he was literally a Dragon Ball Z character, and he I spent did. the next seven days reenacting his dream, running around the street, screaming out Kamehameha's, uh, as he did in the fun. dream, and flying, that uh, th- the flying part he couldn't do, and thankfully he didn't try, but the, uh, the screaming Kamehameha thing, that happened, uh, so that was, that was probably a top tier
1: one for, yeah. uh, for Mr. Black.
0: Yeah, uh, have you had any more recently that wasn't Dragon Ball Z? No,
1: nah, man, I haven't. I haven't had one of those dreams in a long time. And when I was a kid, I used to have like night terrors and stuff. I used to sleepwalk quite a bit. Yeah, 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 uh, that's true. But yeah, it's been a long time. So I'll uh, probably go with that. i would probably go with that one. That one was fun.
0: I've had lucid dreams, but none of them have been like have been really fancy in that way or like fantastical. Most of them have just been. More just, like, real life, but in dream form. So it was not entertaining at all. It was just kind of boring. So. Uh, I've lucid dreamed a lot. Like, with relative frequency. I probably lucid dream once every couple of months. But none of it is ever exciting. Uh If anything, a lot of the times, my lucid dreams are kind of depressing. Because it will just be like, my brain will, for whatever reason, for lucid dreaming, will pull, like, not the fun shit, but, like, some some sad or negative shit and be like, let's relive that in real time. Click play. And then just, like, live through that whole thing all over again. And you're like, all right, thanks, brain. Dick. Couldn't pick something fucking, like, light. You asshole. Couldn't be uh, Goku. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't be, like, Goku. You could have made at least Yamcha or some shit. You didn't have to, like, fucking do me that dirty. Um, Dr. Samurai said, I watched Black Hawk Down for the first time in at least a decade. Uh, It still holds. Any movies that still hold for you uh, or that you expect to hold in a decade from now?
1: In a decade from now?
0: Yeah, so like either one that you know of right now that's like from a long time ago that still holds, or what's a movie that just just came out now?
1: I just watched Avatar before I went away to Spain, and that shit holds. Mm. That shit like came out this year. Uh, It's pretty fucking insane. And that Mm. shit came out in like 2009, 10? True. I'm not True. even sure. It was a long time ago. True. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Avatar. That, that holds really well. I'm going to give you two that I think
0: will hold for even longer, and they've been around for a lot longer than 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 that. Uh, Terminator 2. Mm. The Matrix. Mm, that's a good one. Both of those, even though they both use tech that was like cutting edge at the time, did it tastefully enough that they don't look super dated. Uh, and so those are probably, I would say, the two that will still hold up really well, um, even further down the line. As for movies that came out more recently that I think will hold up really well in another time, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, that Top Gun is probably going to be really good for a while. They did a lot of practical, from what I understand in that, and so yeah. practical always tends to hold up better, uh, Than relying on CGI a lot of the time, Avatar is a staunch fucking exception to that rule because they, you know, James Cameron blasted himself into the future for that one in order to to create it. Um, so yeah, I would I would I would say I would say that. And then there are other movies that. Oh man, I don't know. I can I think those are probably the safest bets for now. I, I'm sure there are others. Uh, that will hold up really well, but those are probably the easiest ones off the top of my head that I can that I can think of. Mm. Doctor Samurai asks, "It's dangerous, but thankfully, I don't think either of our uh, of our ladies watch or listen to this podcast." Any funny complaints about you from your partner, or f- about you from your partner or an ex? So about you specifically, I get, I read this in the reverse. I thought it was complaints that we have about them, but it's actually do we have any funny complaints that we've gotten from our exes or from uh, our our current
1: significance? Uh, well, X y wise no. I haven't talked to I haven't seen or talked to my ex in a long, a long time. fucking time. So no to that. Uh, as for Kayla. What she complains to me about. Um, nothing really. She complains that I don't take care of myself a lot. So. You know, she's like, you yeah, should work out. Uh, You should leave the house. Go for a walk. Fucking you need to eat. Do You have water. Uh, pretty constant, but I wouldn't really call that like a funny uh no 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 a funny thing uh the crack (laughs) crack nail nail. (laughs) I mean yeah I mean she yeah I mean I guess like like, yeah maybe maybe my forgot about that but she doesn't really ever complain too much about that that's the thing so I'm just like there's not really. I can't think of anything like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, we don't, there isn't like (laughs) any pet peeves or funny quirky (laughs) things that I do around the house or even that she does around the house that, um, I guess the one thing that she does, um, is, uh, she never puts bungee cords on the trash bins. And so oh, and the so raccoons, the raccoons they keep coming up and tipping over and eating shit from out the green bin and there's bungee cords right there and she's just like, "Yeah, I know I I I just never do it." And <laughs> every time she starts bitching and like uh or I should say bitching, but she gets salty that she's got to go out and clean it up. Now she does and she's like whatever, but um it's like one thing that she just I don't know. She just won't do. Uh
0: Mmm. I don't know if there's anything... Like, cause, yeah, she'll complain- she'll complain that I don't take care of myself... as well. Unfortunately for M, she came into my life during a time where I was already not taking care of myself. And so she's not actually ever seen me take care of myself. So like it's almost like baseline for her. Uh, but yeah, the, I would say, I would say that. But it's not like it. But a quirky thing. Um, a quirky complaint. <clears throat> I, I'd say my her, I would say the complaint. It's it's, it's a silly one because like a, it's almost like a, also a complaint that I have for her. Is that she'll she'll complain if I don't finish her food? So if, like she's done, she's full, and you know she doesn't like to leave food left over. She'll be like she'll be like you know here, here's, here uh, fin- yeah, finish I'm, that finish that now. I'm like right, I'm oh, not yeah. hungry. I'm not all that hungry. Like no if, go you know we don't want you know don't want to leave food on the plate. It's like all right. Well then you eat it. What, what am I what am I eating <laughs> it for? What the fuck am I eating it for? You like, no, you go ahead now. And so you know on top of eating more sweets since i've been living at home for the last two and a half years and mom like doesn't stop like she feels the need to constantly have sweets in the house cookies and shit she's making uh i've gained a lot of weight because i'm eating for two now there's a lot of leftover food i don't even have a kid but i've already gotten the dad bod from like the classic you know you have a kid and you're eating the kids leftovers you're eating the wife's leftovers you're eating your food and all of a sudden you're gaining like a bunch of weight uh yeah that's that's the thing and that would also be like my quirky thing for her is that like she'll she'll eat like half of her food she's she'll she'll frequently avoid eating the healthiest part of whatever is on the plate and then whatever's left over yeah just like here you eat it like i want my fucking trash bin you just throw everything into my mouth when you're done so i'd say that's probably that's probably it but like other than that like complaints from exes and stuff the only complaints I ever had from my previous two relationships was that I worked too much. I've worked the least amount in the last 4 years of my life, but everything previous to that was just like 14-hour days, 7 days a week. Yeah. And it uh, that work definitely was like one of the chief reasons why my first relationship categorically ended up being a bad a bad or at least went for as long as it did because i was so busy working that i didn't even take note of whatever whatever else was going on in the fucking relationship at the time uh so yeah that's a pro tip if you're somebody that's a workaholic remind yourself to still remember that there are other people around you is a good idea take note of that uh but yeah no other other than that not so much uh Danish devil, what's a bathroom habit that repulses you? Bonus points. If your partner does it, I'm so tired of picking up my wife's hair out of the shower train. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: a bathroom habit that annoys me? Or well, like repulses you, like, like, that, like grosses like you out. out. Um, I don't really have one. Uh, for me, for me,
0: it's when, uh, when dudes, if you're, if you're at home or somebody else's house, standing up to piss, uh, is fucked up for me. Like if you're in your own home and you choose to do it, it's fine. But going to somebody else's home and standing really? up to piss is fucked up. Spl- that that's shit's splashing all over the place. I don't want to be wiping somebody else's piss off my wall. My own piss, I'm going to wipe my own piss. I'm going to lick the wall. If it's my own piss. But if somebody else comes into my home and goes into my bathroom and flips the shit up and just starts standing up and pissing, and now I got piss all over the fucking place. Cause even if it doesn't look like it's
1: spray it, that shit's spraying. There is no such thing as standing up and pissing without it spraying all over the place. Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. When I visit your new house and you have a houseworm, I'm standing up and I'm pissing hard, man. I know you did, whole, you did it your
0: whole you did your whole life. You came yeah. over here and stood up pissed all the time. There, there's probably still piss on your wall in the bathroom
1: next door to me right now. It's hey. probably still there. It is, it is what it is. I ain't sitting down to pee, man. Uh, you know, like uh, what do you
0: think you're going to grow a vagina if you sit down to piss when you're at somebody else's house so they don't have to no, clean
1: your your urine no, off but, the wall? No, but it just doesn't it just doesn't cross my mind. <laughs> it's not like uh, you know I'm not six foot six. You know, there's not like a big drop. You know, where it's just like. Well,
0: I mean, it still it still fucking
1: happens. Like, yeah, uh, of like, <laughs> course, but I mean, I lift the toilet seats up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm pissing Whoa, well, in I'm... the bowl. I'm not like pissing on the fucking <laughs> you know, on but the that, toilet seat leave it. That's probably
0: that's probably it. Other than that, like it, that's like the only like repulsive thing. The only other thing beyond that that's like an annoying habit is um is when somebody's like washing their hands and they they do the this thing over top of the sink. And again, it's just it's not like it's dirty water necessarily, but now you've it's like a wet dog went into the bathroom and just fucking like did this shit and now there's water like fucking everywhere. Like just wash your hands, rinse them, and then use the fucking towel that is specifically there to dry your hands. Not you don't need to do this first. This ain't helping anything. This is just painting the walls with water. They ain't doing shit. You're just getting water stains on the mirror that you got to clean up later and shit. Just wash your hands and fucking use a towel. Uh, those, you know, those are really kind of the only two things. But if I'm at somebody else's house, I'm sitting down to take a piss every time because I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm thinking somebody else is cleaning my piss off their walls. It's fucked up. I ain't, I ain't about that life. Uh, Coyote asks, "What's your alcoholic beverage of choice for sipping in the sun?" So when it's hot outside, you're chilling. What's your go-to?
1: My go-to beverage, uh, a mojito.
0: Hmm. There were pictures of you over there with the mojito gang. All Everyone, I've
1: been that's all I was drinking all <laughs> week. Mojitos. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I uh, I'm a I'm a rye and ginger type guy. Some ice, some rye, some ginger, but. <laughs> Yeah, most people will, or most places will use like Canada Dry or some other. Maybe if you're lucky, Sussex Gold for ginger ale around here. Uh, but a, a really good one is if you use ginger beer instead of ginger ale, mm. which is way more ginger, like fucking a thousand times more ginger in terms of potency, in terms of like how much you're tasting, uh, and that makes a that makes it even tastier. But yeah, that's my that's that's one of my favorites. Uh, but also in general, non-alcoholic uh, option. If it's not just water, is just coke. Like you yeah. get you get a certain kind I get a certain kind of, of thirsty where mm. my body, even though it knows it wants water or needs water, the want is just coke. Mm. Even if I hadn't had coke in like months, mm. and my body will just be like, This is a specific thirst that can only be quenched <laughs> with, with Coca-Cola. Uh Wow. <laughs> All right, Jake Kim asks. Adam and Jeff are going out on a double date with Amber Heard and Jada Pinkett Smith. Who's
1: taking who? And you can't say no. I mean, I'm taking Amber Heard. Okay. I just like you know at least at least I'm physically attracted to Amber Heard, so like you know, I got that going for me. I guess I get uh, to
0: take one for the team and go yeah, with.
1: I can't. I the just bitch cu- that's I also just, not attractive. Yeah, like I, I I just I couldn't perform with Jada. I could per- <laughs> I could perform with Amber Heard. Jada Pickett Smith, no, that ain't it, man. I'm sorry, I'm not Bro. saying she's not a good-looking woman. It's just not. Just I am nowhere near my type at all.
0: I don't think she's attractive, but I think a lot of it's because her personality just completely it, yeah. fucking ruins everything. Yeah. Amber, yeah. Amber is like the type of attractive that you can almost look past it. It's the crazy hot oh, scale. You, de- you definitely could look past yeah. it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Amber it's Hurd it's heard it's the crazy I mean, hot she's... scale. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, she's up there. Jade is not high enough on the scale to look past the 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 bitch mode. It's not it. Um, that not to say that Jada would probably find me attractive either. Uh, A Dent asks, "What reality show cast would you want to see do the Hunger Games?" <laughs> Love Island would be pretty fucking funny. Yeah, we're watching Love Island
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine bad. them doing pretty Hunger Games. Uh, Holy uh... shit. Bro, Big gonna, Brother. I I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh Oh, that's not bad either. Uh, but I gotta, <laughs> I got I'm I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with Survivor. Mm. Because okay, like, but I, it has to be rather, the first I, but it has
0: to be the first 5 seasons of Survivor because that shit's been going on for too long. It's still happening now. First 5 seasons, the the, the people that they brought on, they were they mm. were
1: fucking killers. Mm. They were, they were. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah, let's go, let's go with Survivor, just because I'd rather see that environment in Survivor than, like, I'd, I'd want to see it out in the wilderness, you know? Because mm. it's very like Hunger Gamesy. I, I wouldn't want to be like in a house playing Hunger Games. I think you know Survivor, you're that? on an island, whatever. I see. I don't watch too much of Survivor, so like, I don't know. Oh, this Any is back the- in the day. You know who wins this? Who? I think his name is Richard. Richard. Oh, was that the uh That was the nudest, the nudest dude the that was just walking around fucking. Was he season one? I,
0: <laughs> one or remember. two. Yeah, one or yeah, yeah. one or two. Dude, we yeah. were super into
1: Survivor. We were like singing the theme song yeah, and shit. The, the early the early days of Survivor were great. It's fire. Yeah.
0: Uh Cole Deer asks, you have three pets and or friends. From a few fiction universes, who uh, who are they or what are they? And how would uh, your life be? Jesus, that's a loaded question. Uh, so, for example, he says, I would be friends with a Protoss, some random Protoss from StarCraft, and talk to each other about culture, physics, and philosophy. Jesus, okay. Um, pets or friends from a few fictional universes,
1: who or what would they be? Um...
0: Mhm mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm going I'm going into the matrix man. I'm going into the matrix and I'm having conversations about you know the red and blue pill and is this reality and is this not <laughs> reality and uh Okay. And you know the matrix world is fun too. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the matrix.
0: Uh man I don't even I can't even fucking <clears throat> imagine where i would go with that Ah, who doesn't want to be friends with gandalf so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say lord of the rings Um uh, gandalf and then if i had to pick three it'd be it'd be gandalf it would be strider i think having a drink with strider would be fucking real uh and um and then um oh my goodness uh what's his name the uh hugo weaving's character um i'm just oh, not thinking um, of his elven uh, name right now yeah
1: it's fucking uh not legolas but the other no. dude, right the like the wizard his type legolas's dude. father yeah
0: more or less yeah
1: i know who you're talking about
0: gandalf the gray or white be specific uh oh, the gray i think i think the white i think the white just got too much going on L. El- that's i knew it was i knew it was i knew it was an e i just couldn't think of the fucking name uh those would be the three good picks uh, last question comes in from Neil Pring. He said, You are Master Chief. You are about to make sweet, sweet love, which apparently during that show, we've, you know, even though, not you know, canonically, he's never been able to, but here we are. Uh, Do you leave your helmet on like a true Spartan for the act? Yes. A true Spartan never takes his helmet mm. off. You never know when you're gonna get shot at. So you just open that hatch for only the parts that you need. You leave that mm. helmet
1: on. Soldier. Uh, I'm taking the helmet off. Oh, and I'm, and I'm putting it on the girl. Because <laughs> you want to fuck yourself, you're just looking at the reflection of yourself.
0: That's yeah. that's like what's that movie? Uh, is it American Psycho or or whatever? Where where he's like where um uh Christian Bale's like banger looking at himself in the mirror.
1: Yeah, is that American Psycho? I think it's American Psycho. That that movie's fucking <laughs> crazy. That's. I I've definitely I've definitely had some sex where. Uh where like um, there's like big <laughs> big mirrors like on a closet and whatnot like uh, yeah 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 you're seeing and, yourself you're in just the act. seeing yourself yeah I've been to like hotels with with that stuff and yeah it's not that bad mirror on the ceiling you ever do you ever been that experience I yet I don't I don't think I don't think I've ever been in the mirror on the ceiling but definitely the walls for sure I've definitely seen it I I've also seen it like a mirror on the headboard yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but.
0: Dude, mirror, mirror on a headboard would freak me out because in my, the back of my mind I'm thinking that bitch going to fall off the headboard one night and just dome me. Yeah. same for the one on the ceiling anyone crazy enough to put a fucking ceiling, mirror on the ceiling yeah that's a that's you're a asking big
1: for me dog yeah what's
0: the what's that uh what's that that movie series like um that's like about like everyone coming close to death or whatever final
1: destination final destination yeah <laughs> that's the final destination shit yeah. putting a mirror on the ceiling you're just asking for the some walls trouble. are fine the closets the doors you know yeah that's good put them on that that's fine and like yeah. i mean i i was even in houses that have like like mirror doors like the whole fucking door is just like a big ass mirror holy like, shit uh, it's not even yeah it's like a door i'd be, but I'd, like be a, I'd
0: be closing that ginger
1: yeah.
0: gingerly well it's very time.
1: similar it's a very similar uh feel as like say a walk-in shower door is oh you know? yeah okay it's still glass yeah, yeah but yeah. it's you know it can get banged around a little bit but it's yeah, not yeah. you know it's still if when it breaks it's gonna be a bad time <laughs> that's yikes yeah. that's a yikes that's it that's the last question that's all we got mr black which
0: means we've come to the end of our show for yet another week but we are back we'll be back next week uh i don't know what news is going to look like given we just came out of the game fest season uh but hopefully we get some more fun stuff to talk about that will be episode 250 damn next week 250
1: that's fucking nuts
0: Shit's crazy the only thing crazier than that is is the knowledge that jeff Gerstmann this last week left giant bomb oh suddenly shit out of nowhere just announced it like literally there was no fanfare not even a thing posted on the site he just, just said i'm deuces, out i'm done deuces and 24 hours later that motherfucker went live and pressed live on a website on a patreon and his podcast page he's already number one trending on page on on, uh, on the podcast pages and he had i think over seven thousand patreon uh members in like 48 hours He's probably going. Why didn't I leave
1: this sooner?
0: In the back of his mind, he's thinking, "Man, I really fucked up. <laughs> I could have made millions of dollars already." As it turns out, the majority of people were there for Jeff Gerstmann, and as soon as he left, I mean, they've got a really now. In fairness to Giant Bomb, they got a really great team. There's definitely some shit that went on in there because oh, yeah. the guy who left for came back the same day that Jeff left to be creative director. Literally the Ooh, same fucking yeah, afternoon. Awesome
1: some shit was going on
0: some shit was going on in the backseas but doesn't matter because now by himself he's making buckets of money uh and good and good for him that man's been doing this shit since the 90s so uh godspeed but yeah that's gonna be it ladies and gentlemen that's all we got for you this week we'll see you guys uh next week of course uh spread the news if you think people might enjoy uh our two idiotic heads talking in a square on youtube or other formats uh and uh, get them on board with the technical alpha team We'll see you guys next week and until then thank you once again. Stay safe out there. Uh Godspeed with inflation and <laughs> peace.
1: Peace.